Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Hi, how are you doing? You're right. Hi, yeah. Hi, yeah. <laughs> oh, feeling a bit in a daft mood this week. I'm feeling like pretty much after the old operation thing. Feeling pretty much like back to 100% now. Like full arm back. Like I can eat bread and shit. It's weird. Uh, if you if you didn't know, I had one of these chews around my stomach and uh, not a uh, fat thing. Although it's ha- it has to help me lose a little bit of weight. It's to stop acid reflux coming up, so I've had this uh, metal titanium thing that opens up and closes, stop acid coming up to to protect my voice really, so I can speak to you guys and not sound all weird. But yeah, I couldn't eat bread and I I'm, I'm, I'm missing bread, and I had a cheese sandwich earlier. Fantastic. Fan fucking tastic. It's nice to have a bit of bread when you when you've been off it for like five weeks. Five weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't want to get too bogged down with bread on this podcast because that's not what it's about. Um but, <laughs> but I've ended up getting bogged down with bread again. I do apologize. It's, my little thing. Bread. I'm, st- I'm still thinking of bread. I need to move on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the RGM Experience Podcast with me, Carl Maloney, the host of this podcast. How are you doing? You're on eight. Welcome to another show, guys. And we've got an amazing guest again this week, ladies and gentlemen, Gail Porter. None less, no less. Oh, I had a right good chat with Gail. I, I knew I'd kind of like have a good time this interview uh, just building up to it just like because you never really know when you're going to these things you never really know you really don't um but i thought it was gonna be good and it was good and uh, and uh, she she didn't hold back uh taking the piss out of me a little bit and um uh, being afraid of me at one point when we when we were discussing the uh, jeffrey dahmer um documentary that's on netflix I kind of, I, I kind of said, and I, I, I feel like it because it, it's coming up on the interview in a bit, so you'll hear it. Oh, how awkward for me it was. So that, it, it wasn't a very well thought out response from me, really. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out what I actually meant by it. But I'm gonna try and justify it a little bit. All right. Uh, so I kind of said I was speaking to Gail about this Dharma thing. We both enjoyed the series on Netflix at the minute. And I was off, uh, as I mentioned, I was off, and uh, I watched the whole Dharma thing twice, so I've, I've kind of, like, got myself right into it, you know. 
Uh, and I kind of said to Gail, I said, uh, in fact, what I'll do, I'll tell you on the outro. You listen to this podcast first. You listen to it. And I'll, I'll try and justify it after when, when the interview's done and um, we, uh, go, we do the closing of the podcast. I'll try and justify it then, eh? Yeah, that seems like a good idea. That seems like a good idea. So, yeah, we have a great chat with Gail. I like Gail. Um, just a nice sound human. Uh, yeah, she uh, she told us some stories about you know helping out October Drift and the asylums and being around bands and music and that kind of stuff. Uh, all the TV work we go into that stand up comedy. She might be trying that. We talk about that. Yeah, we uh, we 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 have a good chat and it was great. So stay around, ladies and gentlemen. Gail Porter's coming up soon. Uh, yeah, so on RGM this week, got a, a very, very uh, strong week on releases this week. Uh, we've had Spangled, we love Spangled. Uh, had them on the show, on the podcast, so delve into the archives if you're interested in hearing about those direct. Uh, we've got the Cavs, a band that I had on at Tramlines Fringe Festival, just reviewed their new EP. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more, th- you're going to see a lot more on RGM from the Cavs coming up soon. Ladies and gentlemen, and even a bonus episode on this podcast. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, there's uh, uh, the oh yeah, we uh, we covered. Really forgot. Alex is on fire. We we covered them in Manchester. Got loads of live stuff coming out. The Arctic Monkeys new album, amazing. I was interviewed by the Evening Standard this week, uh, and they asked me like loads of questions. What were Alex like as a kid and that kind of stuff. Uh, I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. You can have a read of what I said. Um, they asked me, said, did, did, did I know they were going to be massive? No. When they played on that gig, did I realise how big they were going to be? No, it was just a shitty normal gig at the Grapes of Sheffield. I had no idea. Um, he asked me for advice once, Alex, and my response is in the link to the Evening Standard article. It's in the description of this podcast if you want to read it. Um... Yeah, it was a, it, it, interesting chat, you know, when they, and, and they, they, they did not quote me exactly how, what I said, <laughs> but I suppose that's just what newspapers are like, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it's, that was enjoyable. The Evening Standard. Yeah, the, the guy that interviewed me even had a quick listen to the podcast and enjoyed the show, so we must be doing something, right? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the Patreon is available too, where you will get access to an online community on Discord. Early access to the video episodes on the podcast, uneded, unedited bonus content every month. And we will pledge to keep the price as low as possible, £2.50. I'm not, it's not going to be any higher than that. Uh, if you're a fan of the podcast and uh, you're after some more content, or you're after early content, just have a look on there. The link's in the podcast too. Delve into the archives. We've just had two massive... Uh, uh, just in, in a trot on a trot really episodes and thank you to the new people that are listening to this we had Miles Hunt and then we've had David Gedge from The Wedding Present uh, just great chats and next week's a belter as well coming up to find out who it's going to be first follow us on Twitter at RGM Pod you can watch each vid- each of these interviews is on YouTube as well so you can see our little faces talking if that's your thing I think I've covered everything before I get to Gail think so yeah yeah i have yeah so take it away 
Ladies and gentlemen, Gail Porter. Where are you, pal? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the RGM Podcast with me, Carl Maloney, A-Up. We're back for another week, uh, and we're here with Gail Porter. Hi, mate. How are you doing? You all right? I'm fine, thank you very much. I'm sure lots of people probably won't even know. They go, who's that old lady with no hair? Um, well, yeah. pe- 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 people just say, who's that old man with hair to me? Well, I remember I remember your whole career, Gail. I can remember you know you as a TV presenter. I remember you being all all over the place. But before we go into delve back into the past a little bit, um, when when we were booking you uh, for this chat, um, you mentioned that you'd been up to Edinburgh Fringe Festival and you would, uh, and you, and you, and you like you, and you like it up there. And you and you know it, I just want because we cover a lot of music and comedy on this podcast. I just wanted to get your take on the Edinburgh Fringe this year and just, you know, how, how, how did you get on with it? Uh, well, I was in it, so it was great. Oh, go on. So, <laughs> no, um, I love it. I'm from Edinburgh. Yeah. It's, yes. um, you know, um, I try and get there every single year. Mm. Obviously, we had um, COVID and lockdown, so there was mm. a few years missing. So this year was the first year that actually got back on its feet again yeah. and um, it was so vibrant and so wonderful and I only had, I think, four days up there but four days of just constant going to see amazing comedy didn't manage to see did I see music I can't remember oh no I did a karaoke but yes. um yeah so yeah no it's just it's my hometown and from the minute I get off the the train at yeah. Waverley Station I get a hug from one of the guys that works there or the girls uh-huh. they're like welcome home wee man nice. and um I remember Honey once um saying my daughter when we went to Glasgow someone called me a wee man and they're like <laughs> all right wee man and Honey got a little bit upset and she thought it was because I was bald. She okay. thought they were calling me a wee man. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 it's a term of endearment. <laughs> the says, all right, wee man, you can say it to male, female, whatever. It's oh. a term of endearment. It's like a certain other word that we use up in Scotland that begins with a C. So you can use yes. that in a, in a as a term of endearment going, you're a good I'm, you know? I'm I'm well aware of the Scottish language. I've got family that live in Fife, just over the bridge from Edinburgh. Yeah, I know. In, Le- in yeah. Leaven, uh, Kirkcaldy, where just further up, further up the coast a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it, quiet around there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's re- really nice. I can remember. You've got a sea life centre. I had a sea life centre. I had a massive hangover, and I had a walk up the beach, and it was it was the nicest thing to be able to do. I think just to just to break the you just instantly get rid of the cobwebs, and you and then you can crack on with your day. I, I, I like <laughs> that vibe. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about Scotland is mm. it, not everywhere in Scotland, but from Edinburgh, you know, you can get up, you might have had a big old crazy night, mm. but you can go down, walk along the seafront, or you can walk up Arthur's seat, um, and or you can go to the castle, mm. or you can walk down to Holyrood Palace, or you can bump into an American that says, hey man, is this the Royal <laughs> Mile? How long is it? It's like, oh, yes. It's a Royal Mile, mile. <laughs> I mean, obviously there's probably like a few metres out or something, yeah. but it's the Royal Mile, uh, <laughs> Did, did I miss something there then? So you said you were, in, you were in it. Were you performing? Were you doing stuff in the festival? No, I was um, John Bishop, um, ah, the comedian, yes. was doing the show and I was his guest. So ah. we were performing, um, where were we performing? At the Edinburgh Uni buildings. And um, it was good. So it's coming out in a podcast, I think, next week or something. Oh, nice. So it's a live show. And so we did that. And my friends came to see it, which was quite funny because I always get a bit nervous when my friends come okay. just because I probably told them everything. But sometimes when... <laughs> Somebody asked you something different in a different way. Yeah. So, um, which apparently John did because when it, when it finished, my friends were all going, 
I didn't know that bit. I didn't know that bit. And I was mm. like, ah. So, yeah, that was great fun. And then also, um, yeah, I just, I did another one, um, another show, an afternoon show for a friend of mine. Um, do you know what? I'll literally rock up if someone says, <laughs> do you want to join in on my show? I'll go, yeah, I'm from Scotland. And what I'll was come. that What was that one then? What were you doing in that one? Well, it was my friend Frizz Frizzle, and yeah. he's got this thing called What's in the Box, and he has um, a varying degrees of, of I think there's usually four, four of us. I've done it a few times before, and we just sit on the stage, mm. and he pulls things out of a box, and then it, it's a bit sort of improv okay, type nice. stuff. But do you know what? At midday, yeah, it's fun. It, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. We can have a laugh, yeah. Well, have you been to the, the festival? I've never been to Edinburgh Festival. I've been to Edinburgh loads of times. I've just never been to the festival yet. I've, um, I've, I, 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 need, I need to. Uh, I'm just scared of how much it costs as a Yorkshireman. Um... Oh, do you know what you need to do? You need to either book now. Yes, yes. So I always say to everybody, book a year in advance. Mm. Or you make friends with people in Edinburgh, which lucky, luckily mm. enough, I'm from Edinburgh. Yep. So this time I managed to, my friend was on holiday. So she went, she wants to look after my house while you're doing the fringe. And I was like, yeah. Nice. So I got the house there oh. and um, I, yeah, train, I booked. Okay, like- I'm going to do it, Gail. I'm going to do it. Early. So it's, it's just one of those things I just haven't got round to yet. You know, I've, I, I try and do as much as I can. It's just... You know what? If you leave it to the last minute, you, you pay no five, yeah. six times the amount that you pay yeah. now. And I know it sounds super crazy to book things this early, mm. but it makes a huge difference. And then once you get up there, you get free tickets. They're going, oh, come and see this show for free. Come and see this show for free. Or you'll bump into somebody. And also you can just queue up outside a, a great show mm. and someone's going, do you know what? My friend can't make it. Do you want the <laughs> ticket for a tenner? There you Just go. Just it. You see, I'm, I'm old. I know these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've got loads of, you know, through the years of being a TV presenter, a media personality, and, you, you know, you're a storyteller. You've got you've got loads of stories, Gail. Have you ever flirted with the idea of doing a bit of stand-up? Well, I'm looking at it for next year, to Are be you? honest. Oh, go on. I know. I told Honey, I uh, I think I'm really funny, which she just laughed at. Well, I thought, well, if you laugh at that, then I'm winning. Yeah. But no, I, I do you know what? I think about it quite a lot, and I've just... Yeah. Yeah, I've just finished writing something and there's a whole lot of stuff coming out. And um, I just think, yeah, I, I love talking mm. and I love telling a story. And I've got friends that are doing stand up. And I thought, you even if I bomb it, at least yeah. I go, I gave it a bash. Yeah, well, I, I did that about 10 years ago. I did stand up comedy for, uh, I were in a band for years and everybody got boring and stopped it. Uh, and then I needed I needed something oh. else to do creatively. Um, and I've what always, the band? I was just a rhythm guitarist, easy bit. Uh, a bit of backing vocals. Nothing's kind of easy stuff. in a band. Nothing's well, easy in a band. One story for you, Gail. The Arctic, we, uh, the Arctic Monkeys supported my band, the first ever gig they, did, they played in Sheffield. And that's, oh, that's, my God. That's, well, that's my um, story think, that I tell everybody for... I, I mean, think Cold, Coldplay supported Honey's dad oh. at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Everyone's no. got a story. Everyone's got a story. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my little story. And when the band stopped, I, 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 I attempted... I, I did 50 gigs in a year just to give it a go. I didn't love it as much as what I love music. I didn't love the, uh, I, I didn't work hard enough at it and get good enough at it to, to, to do well your heart, at it. Was your heart not in it? Not really, but I wanted to give it a really good go. Uh, I, I, to be in it. I, I just had that bucket list thing in me at all time. Just, just, if you're not going to do it, uh, I, I felt like I, I gave it a good go, uh, but my heart wasn't in it. Uh, and I, I and I love music, but what it did open up for me though was loads of other opportunities because I started hosting music gigs again. I started putting bands on in Sheffield. I needed somewhere to put these band interviews uh, somewhere online, and then it turned into this magazine organically. 
uh, called RGM that I do now. So it's so so it's given me so much. Uh, it just wasn't for me when I tested it out. Um, but you've got to, you've got to get yourself out of the comfort zone, aren't you? No, absolutely, hundred percent. I don't even know what a comfort zone is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that seems comfortable, I won't do it. No. <laughs> so I'm wearing a, a t-shirt by the October Drift. Oh yes, no, we so, were chatting about this. Yeah, we had a little chat the other day, didn't we? And uh, just a, a friend of mine who manages Neil, who manages the lads, uh, said you've seen him in London. I just wanted to ask you about this story and just so what 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 went on, mate? <laughs> Okay, so this is another thing. So I, okay. I kind of, I, I just do what I want. Yes. Um, so I went to Camden Crawls and um, my friend Danny Watson, who's worked in music for ages mm. and ages, he worked with Alan McGee. And did it. Mm. Anyway, he had been telling me about this band, The Asylums, mm. which I'm sure you've heard The mm. Asylums. They're doing really well at the moment. Well, I mean, they're amazing. But um, so anyway, I was just wandering around um, Camden Rocks and then I was walking past Camden Tube Station and out walk, walk this band and they're all struggling like crazy. <laughs> and, you know, I just thought, oh, bless them. <laughs> See if I can, like, I was like to one of them, I was like, does anyone need a hand? And they went, are you gay? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. And they went, we're the asylums. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. So, you know, Danny. And I, it was one of those, yeah. like, you know. One of those moments. And then they said, oh, yeah, we're just playing up at that pub. And I said, well, I don't have a wristband because I, t- no, no offense, Camden Rocks. I just sort of wonder it. I'm two, yeah. I'm five foot one. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> no, nobody notices I'm even there. So um, anyway, they took me up and I said, oh, I don't have a wristband to get in. They said, well, we'll just say that you're working with us. <laughs> so I'm carrying in whatever. I think I was carrying a guitar, pretending I'm super cool. And then got in there and then watched the Asylums play at, well, they were setting up, I think. And then I went outside and October Drift were coming in. Never, never heard of them. And um, well, obviously I know who they are now because I think they're fabulous. Mm. But they were coming in and they were all like, it's like, you know, they're all like young and they're trying to get all this stuff out of the van. I was like, can I help in any way? <laughs> little roadie. They were all like, yeah, honestly, I feel like a roadie. I usually wear dungarees and stuff. So I look like a tiny, you know, person with nothing to do. And people just feel sorry for me and go, or oh, just oh. give her something. So um, they were like, oh, no, thanks. I think we're all right. And I was like, okay. So they were playing in the same place as the asylums. So that was my weird wander around Camden Rocks Day. Yeah, well, funny. did you help them out on the merch stand as well? As well, did you get proper, <laughs> you, got, you got proper deep in it, into it? <laughs> I was just like, can I help with that? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I could sell anything. I used to work in B and Q. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, that was it. So I'm going to go and see the asylums at the end of this month. They're playing at. Um, Rough Trade East in London town. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, I'll, hopefully I'll go and see October Drift again. Because they're, do you know what? I love it when they all, you, when you see bands starting out mm. and you think, I know that they're going to be great. They're yeah. going to be great. And, so, and, yeah. and, and they are. I've I've followed October Drift. They're, they've got a big following in Sheffield, where I'm from. And uh, I go and see them in Manchester when they're over. Now I live, here, now I live over here. Just, it's really, I've had them on the podcast. Just really nice guys. You know, if you're, if you're watching it's this. Very to earth. It's Kieran, yes. isn't it? The lead singer? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Does you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And have you seen asylums? The asylums. I've not seen them live, but I, I am aware of them. Yeah. Oh, you must go see them live. Yeah. They're superb live. Mm. You know, they're, they're when you chat to them, they're the nicest, quietest blokes. And then suddenly they're on stage, and then you stage diving. I love a bit of stage diving. I was <laughs> like, oh, wow. I never thought that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the skin. Have you heard of the Skinner Brothers? They're from London. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, on last week's podcast, uh, I had Zach on from the Skinner Brothers, uh, and I actually saw him this weekend in Manchester for Neighbourhood Festival. 
Uh, and they were in a venue called Gorilla, and somebody got in a gorilla suit and jumped out uh, uh, on the stage with them and then jumped into the crowd. They're, they're just bonkers, aren't they? They're just brilliant. Yeah, mad. I think Simone Butler was there from the bassist from Primal Scream. Oh, was they? She. Oh, she. Oh, I don't <laughs> know. Oh, yeah, Simone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she was up there. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It, 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 I love mad bands and uh, just the whole music thing because you, you know, you. You, you've been a host of Top of the Pops and that kind of stuff in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. you've, you've, always, you've always had this musical history there, haven't you? Well, when I was a wee tiny person, like smaller than I am now, <laughs> um, I used to have a hairbrush. Well, obviously I don't have a hairbrush now. Yeah. But when I was little, I had a hairbrush. And I would stand in my front room and I was, um, maybe I can't even remember how old I was, say 10 or something, or looked, I don't know. And then I would just go, hello, it's Gail, Top of the Pops. And then Madonna or somebody would come on or Boomtown Rats. And I'd dance in the front room and my dad was like, what are you doing now? <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then eventually it came true. And when I got the phone call, they were just like, would you like to um, host Top of the Pops? <laughs> so is that just like an agent manager that gives you a call then? Or is it actually yeah. them from the studio? Or how does it work? I can't, do you know what? I can't remember because mm. it was, I think it was probably an agent must have called me then. Because I don't yeah. have agents now. I don't, I don't bother. I just yeah. swing by the <laughs> seat of my pants and see <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, someone gave me a call and, you know, it was the BBC, not great money. Didn't matter. I didn't care. It was Top mm. of the Pops. Yeah. And then, but they had a box for me. I think you, if you listen to Louis. Oh yeah, to stand on. To stand Aww. on because I was, I'm five foot one. So yeah. all the kids were taller than me. So <laughs> um, they, they needed to have a box <laughs> so that stand up and go yeah and so there were certain bands that you know you'd interview you'd introduce a band that you've never heard of at all ever mm. um and you never hear of them again i remember one that my daughter always thought was very funny i was going but actually this, this band still is going but i didn't know who they were i went hello um please welcome on, onto the top of the pops our great friends binary finery <laughs> i think she thought it was more funny because saying binary finery <laughs> it sounds really weird <laughs> But yeah, they were kind of like a techno-y band, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really follow them, but I know they're still around somewhere. But it's it's always surprised me with Top of the Pops. It, it was such a big name, probably one of the biggest like programs that musicians wanted to get on or, or presenters or whatever. But why was it that a lot of the bands on there kind of like took the piss while they were on there? You know, famously, uh, Oasis took the piss on there when they swapped roles, the Gallagher Brothers and that kind of stuff. And I see, I wasn't there. So people miming. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I think. I mean, just I, over over the years, many bands have kind of like like not taken yeah, it too I think, seriously. I think, I think a lot of bands, you know, um, previously had to mime, and I think a lot yeah. of them got a bit angry about that. Mm. But do you know what? It's it's got to be filmed in a certain amount of time. It's yeah. got to go out the next day at a certain amount of time. It's not like they're in a, a festival and everything. So yeah. I can get the frustration a hundred percent. But mm. then you've got to understand there's a whole crew of people that need to get it recorded, get it edited, get it together, mm. get it out. And it's the BBC, and I'm not being funny. They're not the best people to work with. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I'll say that because yeah, I, I've never really had the best. Uh, BBC Scotland, yes, I've had a great time with BBC Scotland. BBC in itself, no. Okay. So I think, you know, they've got that little bit of time. And also they can uh, take the mickey because they know that they can't keep recording it and recording it and recording it because everyone's under us. You know, they've got a tight schedule. So if Oasis wants to do their mucking about thing, you know, the, the producer's not going to go, sorry, we can't, we're not going to put Oasis on because mm. they're going to be on. 
Yeah. So yeah, I think I would have done it if I was in a band. Was it not much fun then behind the scenes at Top of the Pops? Oh my god, Top of the Pops was great fun. Mm. Oh, it was the best fun. And I'm just talking about the logistics of the oh, okay. at the actual. No, actually, okay. doing the show was fantastic mm. fun. And if the bands did take the Mickey, we'd be having as much fun as they were. Yeah. And it was just like the big head honchos were freaking oh, okay. out. Like, <laughs> oh right, we need to get. Oh no, it was the best fun. I mean, who could complain? Mm. I used to get picked up because I was doing the big breakfast in the morning. Then I get picked up, go to Top of the Pops at night, and you've got all these bands, you're hanging out, you know, Cypress Hill are saying, do you want to go out afterwards? I'm going, what? What's my life? I don't even understand. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed every single second, and I'm extremely grateful for every minute of it. I had the most fun. And just, it's such a shame that a programme like that is not on for kids today. It's, it is mental, isn't it? And what's it like going out with Cypress Hill then? Did you did you go out with you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. God, I've loved no, to no, see no. that. Because it was all, well, we kind of like hung out for a bit and then yeah. it was all getting a bit, uh, I was like, yeah, I think I should go home because I've got to be up at two o'clock yeah. in the morning to go back to big breakfast. So, yeah, it's a no, no. So, <laughs> you know, hung out with them for a bit. That was enough. I knew my limits in those days, you know. I just yeah. thought I could never keep going. Oh, I'm still trying to learn my limits these days. I've... Well, you're young though. How old are you? 44. That's young. Mm. I'm young. I'm 51. Yeah, similar, similar kind of ages. Similar kind of ages. I'm, yeah. still, I'm, still, like, I'm still trying to learn my limits and you know, be a better regress. person every day. Just regress, I think. That's my thing. Yeah, I just okay. regress. Now that my daughter's at uni and she can't get embarrassed of me, <laughs> you know, because she can't see me that often. Okay. And as long as I don't get captured, yes. then I'm all right. So I can do what I want. <laughs> okay. So just hanging around the, the BBC thing then. So what was it that, you know... That you didn't like about the BBC specifically? Oh no! I mean, um, BBC Scotland, BBC Scotland were great to work with. Mm. Uh, it was just like um, politics with um, managers right. and agents. So right. it's not okay. like I was in there. It was just you knew that if the BBC were going to ask you something to to do, it was going to it be an ongoing battle with people sort of getting. It, yeah, is it, is it kind of? I'm, I'm guessing. Is it like you need about ten, 10 people to make one decision type thing, and it just it that just, sort of thing. Yeah, I down. mean, I don't know what it's like now because I it just sort of like really bored me. And it's like I like <laughs> okay. things. If someone says, "Do you want to do this job?" Yeah, when is it? Then great. Where do you want me to be? Fabulous. BBC. Well, can we call you? We don't have any money. We'll get back to you. We'll call <laughs> okay. Something else, and then da da da, and da da, and nobody's got any money. I was like, yeah, okay, no. <laughs> so. It's, it's just yeah i just want a straight answer like we all do yeah i think and the older i get now i just can't be bothered can't be, can't be bothered with the bullshit I just what just yes yeah. or no just like, let me know do you, do you want me to do something or you don't yeah. it's that easy yeah Simple. it is isn't it are you gonna pay me or you're not yeah that's cool and then yeah. and then you know where you stand and then you can just make a decision either way can't you absolutely so you, you mentioned the big brother there that's that's coming back uh, not Big Brother, sorry, Big uh, Big Breakfast. Oh, Big Breakfast. Big no, Breakfast I think it came back, back a few weeks ago. I think it they did it. Okay, I keep missing. I think they, they did it for a couple of weekends. Um, mm. I did watch a, a tiny wee bit of it, but it was quite loud. I was like, <laughs> shout. I mean, I know we were quite loud um, back in the day, but it was really loud. So I don't know if it's because I'm getting old, yeah. but yeah, I didn't. I didn't sort of sit through it. But I'm, I'm glad they brought it back. But I don't. I'm not, I don't think it's a, a an ongoing thing. Is it not? Oh, okay, because I, 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 I don't know. Because when I when I were a chap, you know, Big Breakfast, Top of the Pops, these iconic programs that you've that you've presented have been part of the, the history of these. That must be nice to look back on. Oh my god, we had so much fun! I Literally, can imagine. We... I, 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 I always, I think Gail's having so much fun. You can just tell. Oh yeah, because you're young and you're just, you know, someone's saying there's a car picking up at two or half past two in the morning, yeah. and you're like, okay, fine. 
And I remember my partner at the time, he's waking up going, where are you going? I was like, where where do you think I'm going at two o'clock in the morning? I'm on the telly doing that stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, right, okay, see you later. (laughs) Okay. Um, But, yeah, it was just fun because everyone was full of enthusiasm and we had great guests on. And, you know, you'd sit in um, a meeting and you'd be given a script. And if Johnny Vaughan, when Johnny Vaughan walked in, you know that the script would probably just mostly go out the window yeah. because he just he didn't know what was happening. So it wasn't like doing a proper job. Yeah, I It just, just wasn't like doing a proper job. It was literally like someone is letting you party would for you, a week. What was it like working with Johnny Vaughan? Because I love Johnny Vaughan. I just, I, I just, uh, you know, he's just, he's just been a voice of... Uh, many generations really he's still going now on the radio and stuff and just I, I, I watched uh, just a few interviews on XFM with him recently and he's still got that schoolboy charm and wit about him and cheekiness it about was, him he's still got it hasn't he? it was um, it, yeah it was just chaotic but I like <laughs> chaos but but wonderfully chaotic you know yeah. like you're hanging out with a bad boy from school that gets away with everything yeah, yeah. that's Johnny Vaughan yeah. so um, and you couldn't get words in edgeways <laughs> Because he's got everything to say about everything and he always made you laugh so much. Mm. And uh, yeah, he'd sort of walk in in the morning and you just were thinking, wow, okay, what is going to happen today? Mm. You know, you just didn't know. You know, some jobs you go to and you think, right, you've got, you've got your schedule, do this, say yeah. that, da da da. You go into the big breakfast and everyone's just like, no idea. We could know Johnny's in. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I, I was doing a little bit of research, and I, I listened to the Louis Through podcast that you did with him. Really enjoyed that. Did you enjoy having that conversation with him as well? How was yeah, that for well, you? I couldn't. I couldn't believe that Louis Through would even be. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know who I was, or would be interested. And it was not long after my I, my dad had passed away, and um, it all yeah. got very surreal. So I was like, oh, "My dad's in the room." Brought <laughs> my dad's. Well, not not my whole dad. Anyone that's like listening yeah. or watching. Um, I got my dad's cremated and he was here because it was um, lockdown and I couldn't take him to Scotland. So, yeah, it was a great conversation. It was only supposed to be about half an hour or something. And we yeah. chatted for ages. And it was so bizarre because I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't see my daughter because I'd been ill. I had my dad in the house. It was lockdown. We couldn't travel. And then suddenly I'm chatting to Louis Theroux on my sofa. Yeah. And I was like, this is weird. But he was great. He was really amazing and lovely. And he's just got a great way of talking that makes you open up. Yeah. Um, it, it, he's been I'm a big inspiration for me since I got into like interviewing people and having trying to have conversations <sighs> and just getting better at having conversations myself personally. Because, you know, historically, my missus will tell anybody that, you know, I've, I've found it. I, I don't open up easily or have conversations easily. These podcasts kind of help me have conversations with other people to to practice it really in a, in a, in a weird yeah, kind I, of way. I don't know. I, I don't know what no, I'm trying I understand to because you're not kind of like, you're not in a room with somebody, yeah. but you're with someone. And then you could just suddenly like, <laughs> this is, this is what marriage should be about. This is why I'm not married because I love chatting, mm. but then I like shutting the laptop and I was going, right. Yeah. And I'll go hang out with the cat. Yeah. That sound that's, no, no. Like that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going to be doing after this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's easier to, um, to, to drop your barriers when you're not yeah. actually sitting with someone. Yeah, yeah, no, I, know. I think. Uh, so, what, what was like the? I'm, just, I'm just, I've, I've been a fan of all Louis Through shows and that kind of stuff. I'm just wondering what like the process is and uh, how does he go about? Does he put you at ease a lot before, or does he? How, how, what, what's, what kind of process is? I'm trying to learn from like what he does and. 
You know not really. I was in contact yeah. with the production company, okay. and then um, they were like, "Yeah, he's pretty laid back. He mm. does this. He just chats." And and then suddenly it was, "Ding!" There's Louis Theroux, and oh. we're live. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." okay. So yeah, and I, do you know what? Sometimes the one thing I hate more than anything when I do any sort of interview mm. is when people phone me up like. Oh, I don't know, a few weeks before or a month before. Yeah. And they say, right, we're, we're, we're thinking about asking you this. Then we think, and I was like, don't ask me anything now mm. because it's all about being organic and yeah. just let the conversation flow. It's like, you know, you're meeting your mate for lunch or you're meeting your mate in a pub. And then you go, oh, guess what happened last night? Yeah. So you know, someone asked me a question a month in advance or asks you a question. Yeah few weeks in advance you're thinking about it all the time thinking oh am I going to come up with something really funny or should I say this no 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 forget it just ask me something if I don't want to answer it we can argue <laughs> that's good that's I don't good. argue <laughs> I, I, I kind of just like go with bullet points and just have little things just to direct me through some kind of conversation with it but um yeah. I'm, so there's loads of things we've already talked about today that I had no intentions of just talking about and I, I just like it that way and I think with Louis he's a he's a listener so then he might not plan on asking certain people certain things and then mm. he'll listen. You, you can watch when you watch his documentaries, you can see that yeah. he's just listening and listening and then it moves into the direction that he wants it to go into, mm. which I think is a wonderful thing. It's like if I go and see, I used to love going to see Eddie Izzard um, doing yeah. stand-up because Eddie Izzard would be chatting and chatting about something and then suddenly he'll, sorry, she'll, no, she'll, she'll say, um, Oh yeah, uh, this noise. Oh, and then there was a cat drilling behind my sofa, <laughs> and then you know she goes all over the place. And you're thinking, where did that come from? And then she'll suddenly go, I can't remember what I was talking about. And then she goes back to eventually getting into yeah. our stand-up. And I love things like that because yeah. you know, yeah, it's nice to to not be planned to you know your brain to be planned to answer something. Yeah, and uh, you know, particularly <laughs> unless with- you're like a really really important uh, job interview. Oh or God! I'm um, a millionaire thing. That program. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Where there's just pressure on you, and your mind's just going to go blank. Because yeah. if I went onto one of those things, I'd just be like, "Yeah, I don't even know my I, name. I don't even know my name anymore. I've just you just get me off this telly now. I've got no. I, I, I'm not going to do it." I actually started recording the chase because I think I'm getting old. I don't want to get like forgetful. Okay. <laughs> I sometimes in the nighttime I like put it on. I was going, "Well, I know that one." Oh, I know that one. And I phoned my friends in the morning. Guess what I did? They went, did you win the chase last night? I went, yeah. Oh, you recorded it. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I phoned my friends going, I won it. Yeah, I won it. But if I was actually standing there, I wouldn't win it. Have you ever done that when you record the lottery? Then buy a lottery, the, buy a lottery ticket the week after with the same numbers on it and then replay no, it I that night. And, and... I think <laughs> I I'm, I'm going to take up Just that to play the game. Just to play the game. Yeah, to wind people think, up. Yeah, just have fun. Yeah, I, I like what you said about the skill of listening, though, because... I go again if if you ask me if you ask me why if I can definitely do better at that it is it is such a skill to just sit back and listen to the person and actually listen to them as well that is such an underrated uh, well yeah an underrated skill that you know people yeah. still need to get a lot better at even in you know the professional media that surrounds us these days as well I suppose. No, listening is very important because I do quite a lot of talks around the country mm. and um, about mental health and yeah. awareness. And, and I think listening is such an important thing because I did one the other day in Leeds, which was great. Mm. And, you know, we, we opened up to get everyone to just talk to us. And mm. it was amazing the things that people, I was just in tears on the stage mm. because we, they, 
didn't want to talk to other people because they felt that they were going to be a burden to other people. Mm. And then suddenly they don't know us and we're on a stage and then they're over there and they just said, right, this is what's happening. And it was so nice to, oh yeah, it wasn't nice to hear the stories that they were telling, mm. but it was nice to be able to be the person that they wanted to talk to and we could listen. So it's very important. Sure. So I know you've been a massive ambassador for, you know, talking and, you know, uh, a mental health advocate. Out there I'm glad you said mental health, not just talking. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, just talk, okay. Just for talking. My daughter would agree with that. I'm I, still talking. I, I still stumble and, um, you know, I'm still, I, I, I don't think I've uh, suffered from mental health issues. I probably will have. If, you know, don't if, overthink it. If you don't think yeah. you have, don't think it. Just go with it. Yeah. Don't, oh. don't think it. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's it's kind of like it, it's one of those. Um, don't put on a bucket list of things that you want to have. No, I know, I know, I know. Oh, God, Jesus. You don't have it. Don't don't, don't take yeah. it. So you know, I know you've you've been this advocate for many years, and 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 you've talked publicly about you know the things that you've had going on in your life and all that kind of stuff before. So how 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 much is it a necessity now in your life to you know to 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 keep doing it and keep having these conversations with people to try and help them? I, I presume that's why you you kind of do it as well. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's. I wake up in the morning and I know that someone will talk to me at some point during the day about mm. something, uh, whether it's to do with mental health or depression or um, hair loss or yeah. illness, um, because I've, like, like you said, I'm very open about it because. I mean, I don't think there's any point in keeping things back. We're only mm. here on the planet for a short time. And, you know, I've lost my mum, I've lost my dad, I've lost my grandparents. And so if I can do anything for anybody, even if it's just going to the supermarket an hour early, which I always do, because I know someone's going to talk to me about something. And um, so, yeah, I'll just make make it, you know, Simple things like that, or chatting is, to. Is that just because you're a public figure and people recognise you, and they'll think, "Oh, Gail's well, there. I want man. I'm going to chat with Gail." Is that? I, of... I think some people recognise me from stuff that I might have done on TV, mm. but a lot of people in my neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like something like Sesame Street, doesn't it? <laughs> These are the people in my neighbourhood. <laughs> so, uh, but people just chat to me. Mm. So I was in um, a shop the other day, and. Um, this lovely elderly couple round the corner, they waited for me because they had the car and they said, oh, we saw you with the shopping. So we thought we'd just take you home oh, nice. because I had a chat with them mm-hmm. um, when we were out for lunch. Well, I was out with lunch, but they were uh, yeah. anyway. But um, yeah. And so people just chat. And I think I'm very fortunate in the place that I live because I introduced myself to all the neighbours. Mm-hmm. Probably my daughter would say it's not the best thing to do. I was like, hello, I'm Gail. Hello. <laughs> I'm Gail. Hi, I live over there. You want to chat or anything? I'm on my own. I live with the cats. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah. So, so maybe some people recognize me from TV. Maybe some people just avoid me because I'm the weird neighbor. Maybe some people talk to me because I'm the weird neighbor. Yeah. But I'm just very honest and open about my stuff. You know, I don't wear a, a wig. I don't wear a hat. Well, I do wear a hat when it gets super cold. But um yeah. In fact, you know what? I had this conversation the other day. I was at um, a barbecue and this guy who'd um, he'd had a few drinks and um, suddenly he just said to me, do you not wear a wig because you want attention? Whoa. And I said, I beg Whoa. your pardon? And I, 
And I was like, no, I don't wear a wig because it's extremely uncomfortable. I, do you know, I'm all for people wearing wigs, do what you want. And I said, but personally, it's really uncomfortable and it's itchy and I don't like it. And then his wife cracks on and she's like, if I was you, I would wear more makeup and maybe like draw your eyebrows in. Wow. It's like, I've just come for a barbecue. <laughs> I, I could say really lots of things about you, but I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk away. So mind your own business. And wow, if you want to talk to me about nice things, that's great. But don't tell me what I should look like and what I should be wearing. So it's, it, it it always surprised me as well, like working, you know, doing the the, the music magazine thing. When you know the the, the 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 creative industry or the music industry seems to have uh, quite a, a a problem with mental health itself really, with, with people struggling or people needing support and extra help and, you know, just not being okay sometimes. It just seems like well, that kind of industry. If you if you get a chance, go and see this documentary film about Sinead O'Connor. Mm. And um, I mean, that highlights so many things that are wrong with the, the music industry and PR and TV. I mean, I was in tears in the middle of it, just seeing what she went through. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. But... Yeah, um, when when I first lost my hair, there was people saying, well, you, you better wear a wig or you better yeah. do this or do you know what? You're probably not going to work that much anymore. So we're just going to use you as an ambassador yeah. for alopecia because obviously that's all I know now. That's I'm, all I know. I'm just going to use you as an ambassador. I'm going to use you as an yeah, ambassador. You're going to that- be used mostly. No, they said you're mostly going to be used as an ambassador for alopecia. I don't mind being an ambassador for alopecia, but I just yeah. think, hang on a minute. I've worked in this industry since I was 25. Mm. And before that, I was a runner. So I've kind of like been in TV since I was about yeah. 19. I'm now 51. And then as soon as I lost my hair, they were like, mm, she looks different now. Yeah, no. And she's she, she said she's been depressed and she's had bad yeah. times. So, yeah, just write her off. Get somebody else in. So, yeah, you do get treated like that. You do get treated. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's the same in many different industries mm. across the board. But I think because it's uh, media or music, it's out there in the press, so people yeah. will talk about it. Because, you know, there could be somebody that's working in the bank or someone working up in the co-op that's having a really crappy time and yeah. getting treated like shit, but we don't know about it. What kind of, like, for, for somebody that's, you know, an advocate for it and being around it all these years, what kind of, like, um, signs would you see on somebody that might be suffering, um, that, you know, might be looking for help out there? What is there any kind of, like... Do you know what? I'm, I'm, st- I'm stumbling. I'm stumbling again. I get on my words again. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying. <laughs> there are no signs at all because do you know what? Yeah. You can look at. I mean, the, the, there's very there's a huge amount of famous faces. Mm. Robin Williams. You would never have expected Robin Williams to be depressed. No. We didn't know what was going on, and yeah. we were all shocked by his suicide. Mm. Um, and. I mean, there's so many people that you just think, oh, my gosh, I would never have known. Because what happens when with a lot of people, if you've got mental health issues or, you know, I can go to bed, cry my eyes out and then get up the next morning and do something going, hi, yeah, amazing. So happy to be here. Get straight back home, cry my eyes out. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people that suffer from any sort of mental health issues have got the ability to put on a face and go, it's fine. I don't want people to worry. But, you know, I've broken down in, in public before, just being out, and I thought I can't cope. But th- there are no signs. The only thing you can do is mm. listen and yes. then ask questions. And so when you ask somebody, are you okay? Mm. And they go, yeah, yeah, fine. Mm. Ask again. 
I mean, yeah, ask oh, twice. Yeah. Ask three times. Because, you know, everyone says I'm fine. Everybody says I'm fine. And um, so you just have to be that person that makes the effort to ask a few more times than you would do normally or say, do you know what? Call me this afternoon. Mm. If you want to talk about it tonight, just call me because I know we just know. You just know. Is it, how is it for you, you know, like being like, I don't know, do people know they can talk to you about it? How is, how is that for you to, you know, have your, your own struggles with it and to have to deal with other people's as well as, you know, your own uh, personal battles with it? You know, are the people I, looking out for you too? Um, Yeah, I mean, I've got friends that I can call, I know that, and I've got mm. my daughter and it's great that people talk to me, but sometimes I do switch my phone off at night because mm. if I'm not feeling great in myself, mm. I think I'm not going to be the best person for you to talk to. Okay. Um, people I know, know that that's how I deal with things. Mm. So they'll know, fine, okay, I'll go and talk yeah. to somebody else. We've all got somebody else to talk to. Okay. So um, I'm there as much as I can be, but sometimes I need to go, do you know what I need? I need to go and watch something really shit on Netflix mm. and switch everything off. Because everything's quite shit on Netflix, actually, at the moment. So maybe I'll have to phone Netflix and complain. I've been off for a couple of weeks because I've had a little operation thing. So I've had a bit of time on Netflix. Sorry, are you okay? Oh, no, it's all good. It's I've had one of them. Uh, it's a metallic thing put in my tube to stop acid reflux coming up. Oh, so I've got a few, I've got a few scars and things, and I'm still getting through it. Okay, but it's, it's yeah, it's quite. It's, flux. Is that is that down to a diet or is that down? Um, to I, th- I think uh, you know I, I have drunk through the years and probably diet and probably a, a few lifestyle changes that I'll need to make. But you're fine, like, you're yeah, fine fine, yeah, yeah, perfectly fine. I'm just getting just getting through the last stages of you know okay, the, the healings and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's all good. So I've had, I've had a bit of time to watch a bit of Netflix over the last few weeks. Well, you know what? Netflix can do really great times. And then suddenly once you've watched everything, because I've binge yeah. watched, I've got insomnia. Mm. So, so it's probably not Netflix's fault. Um, <laughs> okay. It's my fault yeah. that I've just, I've just watched everything. So um, obviously I just did Dharma. I didn't do Dharma. I, I did I it twice. Dharma. I've been through it twice, Gail Dharma. Oh my gosh. It's so I had good. to watch I it again. Ever, ever, Evan Peterson, oh my yeah. God, he's just so brilliant. I've watched every so single American Horror Story and all yeah. the offshoots of American Horror Story. There's nothing left for me to watch. Kirsty so came home head. and she said, you're watching serial killers again. I, I, I get kind of into it. And then I started going on YouTube and watching the, the real interviews with him and that kind of stuff. And yeah, getting, yeah, just yeah. ended up down this big, massive serial killer. Uh, I've always been fascinated with serial killers and I do watch it a lot. I'll probably watch it too much. I don't know if you can. I do. I watch it all the time. Yeah. And then, it's a thing, isn't I'm, it? It's, it's a normal thing, isn't it? <laughs> Tell yeah, well, me it's a normal street, thing. I live, I live in the street where Dennis Nielsen lives. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. So I go jogging past that in the morning. His oh. old house. Um, I've got, I don't know what it is. I think it's just trying... Try to figure out how do these people's brains yeah. work. Obviously, they just—I mean, it's—it's it's a weird thing to keep watching. But I was thinking because I was saying to my friend the other day, she was saying, "No, you've been single for so, such a long time." She went, "Would you ever think about doing like a Tinder or did?" And I said, "Well, a, I'd get murdered, <laughs> absolutely, hundred percent. I'd get—I'd be the person that's been murdered, and I'd be on one of those telly programs going <laughs> okay. on Tinder." And I said, "And also, if I put in my profile uh, name, Gail, um, bald, uh, watches." Meet Mary Murder watches snapped women who kill. Who's the <laughs> she sounds like the girl for me. That's the one for me. She what, sounds like a great catch. <laughs> what, what I found fascinating about the Dharma thing, though, as well, is that I, I, I kind of liked him in certain stages of it, even though you know what he's doing. You, it, the way Netflix have like presented right, him right, as a person, yeah. 
Like, Are you going to kill me after this interview? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, God, no. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I'm so pleased we're doing this on Zoom. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean, though? After watching Dark... No, I, I don't like I don't like serial killers as uh, as people. I just mean the way Netflix presented Dharma. It, it was quite, like, a likeable character, even though you knew what you were doing in the background. <laughs> no. Next. Okay. Right, okay. Let me just try and jump out of this hole. What's the next? I've got no bullet points left, Gail. I've got it. That that's it. Help me. <laughs> no, it, it, I, I'm sticking by it. I, I, I think it, 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 obviously you don't like people like that. I think, but I think the, the, the way you was presented. Should I try and rescue this? Yeah, go on, mate. Cheers. I was thinking maybe you thought that at certain points he was very vulnerable and he felt very um, guilty, but then he couldn't stop himself. I'll take that because because I, I do agree with that. Um, I'm just not as good as words with, uh, as you, as a, you know. You just go, yeah, I really liked him. He was really nice. <laughs> no, like, I didn't. <laughs> I'd love to go out for a pint with him. That would be lovely. Oh, that that might end up being the, the clip to the promotion to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right, okay. So so where where do you see your your role in life now then, Gail? I've got no idea. Don't I don't you? even know what's happening tomorrow. No, yeah, I do okay. actually. I'm doing something. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but do you know what? Um, I just take each day as it comes, to be honest. Um, mm. I think, um, you know, with my daughter being away at uni, I don't think she realises how much yep. I miss her. Yeah. Miss my mum, miss my dad. My dad went really suddenly. My mum, she was ill for a long time. And I just think I'm just going to do whatever makes me happy. As yeah. long as I've got, you know, I've been homeless, I've been out of work. Uh, I've had all sorts of, yeah, nothing too bad. I'm still standing. Everyone goes through terrible times. But now I think with the country and the state that it's in, I'm not going to think too much. I'm going to be, make sure I've got enough money to look after myself, my daughter, Mm -hmm. make sure there's a roof over my head because homeless wasn't the best fun that I've ever had. And um, just try and smile every day. I know it sounds really stupid and cliched, but... You know, I just want to go to gigs. I want to go to see stuff in the theatre that I never thought I'd want to see. Only if I get free tickets, mind you, because it's yeah. quite expensive. Um, or just be nice to people. And, and if people piss me off, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let it go over my head. If people are mean to me, go over my head. Yeah. I have not got an argument in me. I just want to be smiling and happy and get a show at the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, and Funny. It, I'm not inviting you because you might kill me. <laughs> oh no, God! I'm going to write name for myself here now. <laughs> uh, well, what, what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to go away and think about what I'm really meant by what I said, <laughs> and then I'll write it. And no, I'll, I'll not bother you ever again because you'll think I'm being weird. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, because strangely, your your daughter uh, goes out with one of our writers for our gym, which is just how small this world is sometimes as well. That's, I know. And he's in a great band. Pincher in Manchester. Uh, yeah, they are a great Manchester. band. Um, I've not been allowed to see a gig because maybe I'm just too old and too uncool. Yeah. But I have seen them on YouTube and I think they're great. You don't, don't be... invite me either. I think it's because I'm too old as well. Oh, is I'll that have to have a word with this Harvey kid. Um, well, no, they reminded me of um, like a very young um, blur. Yeah. I, that kind of enthusiasm. Yeah, I think they're super cool. I think they're yeah. going to do great. And fingers crossed for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're very welcome. Um, uh, I, I don't know if you will be invited to a gig one day, but <laughs> I'll have to stand at the back and not yes. get involved in any of the dancing or whatever yeah. that is. 
Nice yeah. one. Nice one. Well, it's, it's, you're a beautiful soul, Gail. I really appreciate your time for joining Thank us today. You. Is there anything you want to share with um, with, with the world uh, just to finish off before you, I'll let you get off and enjoy the rest um, of the day? Just... Any projects you want to pull, uh, push uh, or anything like that? Anything like that? If you find something, it's fine. Yeah. My cousin just um, emailed me from Canada oh, and nice. he's like, you're on a haunted program over here in Canada. And I was like, am I? That's great. <laughs> So I knew it was out here. It's, it's, I think it's on Discovery Plus, Haunted Scotland. It's on Discovery Discovery or Discovery yeah. Plus. I don't watch anything that I do. Okay. And then, um, yeah, there's bits and pieces coming up, but I'll tell you about it in the next interview. Yes. Um, oh, thank but, you. Yeah, I would just say to everybody, I don't know, if you need to talk to someone, talk to someone. Um, if you think someone needs you to listen to them, go over and ask them if they want to have a cup of tea or, you know, yeah. just be nice. Just be nice. It's really effing simple. Gail Paul, I really appreciate your time. Thanks, mate. Oh, and we can hug now as well. Everyone, oh, yeah. everyone, but I always ask people, because I love a hug. Okay. And I, if I see someone, I'm like, can I give you a hug? And not just random strangers, yes. because okay. I get arrested. And if you did okay. it, they'd arrest you, because you're going <laughs> to, you think, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's nice. So, <laughs> I've got a name for Nobody myself. Nobody hug him. Nobody <laughs> hug him. Yeah, very enjoyable episode. Thanks, Gail Porter, mate. Right, I'm going to have to try and uh, justify myself, aren't I? Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, so you, you heard me say it. I said it in my own words. Didn't come out right, I don't think. I said that it, it, it were. You kind of like him in a weird way. <laughs> the most disturbing killer in American history. And I, I, I don't know what it was. It, it, it was kind of like when you watch it a couple of times, you know, the, the music, you know, when he puts Please Don't Go on, when, when the music's on it. And he's kind of there alone and he's kind of... He can't control these urges that he's got. And it's a mental illness at the end of the day what he's got. He's he's a sick, sick, sick bastard. Uh, So I kind of like felt sorry for him a little bit. And and that's kind of where I was coming from, I suppose. Um, Yeah. I do find it interesting, though, the old serial killer thing. We've watched documentaries all the time. It's, you know... it, it was fascinating. I was just reading up about serial killers and stuff. And the majority of people watching these things are females, are women. And it helps them to pick up, like, survival techniques and stuff. If, you know, if, they, if they're feeling vulnerable and they're out and about. And, um, the, the female community out there like to watch these things, to to learn about, like, potential predators and things like that. I've been reading about That's fascinating. And it's not like they're not doing it for that particular reading. It's fast, fascinating, fascinating. I, I, I don't know enough about the subject to, uh, to pretend I know what I'm on about, but I, I just find the whole thing fascinating. Don't you? Can't be on my own here. And yeah, I've probably not justified it, but you know, it's kind of like how I felt at the time, and I'm going to stand by it. Yeah, uh, ill thought out. <laughs> things to say sometimes your mouth sometimes open and it, the lips start to move and... yep thanks again Gail uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast do pop on to the the archives uh, we've got over 60 episodes on here now all waiting for you to tune in and get involved with if you're brand new to the show thanks for hanging around thanks guys do stick around too if you've been here from the start God bless you ladies and gentlemen thank you 10% of you are from America. Hi. 
That's my American accent. Share the show about. Get involved with rgm.press. We are a magazine. We are sharing the music with the world now. Do pop onto Patreon if you want some additional content. The first 10 people do get free tickets for RGM Live gigs as well, so if you want to pop on there and share, try your luck. Pop onto Twitter, YouTube, all the usual channels where you can pick up this podcast. Share our show with your friends. We very much appreciate you taking and spending your time and hanging around. Yeah, legitimately, we've got a, a brilliant guest next week. I'm not going to spoil it. It'll be on Twitter first. Thanks, guys. My name's been Carl Maloney. This has been another show, another RGM Experience podcast. I'll see you next week. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.